Welcome to the Lazaro Lab. I'm Ryan Lazaro. And I'm Matt Lazaro. And today we are going to talk about light. light. Camera. Action. Like that uh, song uh, by Kanye West. Remember? Lights, lights. Who's he? Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, no. So today's topic actually has to do with light. Specifically how light can affect your circadian rhythm. So some of you may not know what circadian rhythm is. So Ryan, pull up that study. It starts a little like this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no. We were supposed to rhyme. It is a crime if you mm. don't rhyme. <laughs> so here's the thing, guys. Circadian rhythm, if you're not sure, to be simply put, is basically the study of the the natural timing of your 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 body cells that react to sunlight. So all of your cells in your body essentially have a 24-hour-plus or minus, um, you know, a few more minutes. So it's what keeps us in rhythm with our sleep. Okay. Right? So that right there, in essence, is super important to have that, that, that healthy circadian rhythm, primarily because when it's off, there's a lot of detrimental side effects. Yeah. And Ryan, you probably experienced a lot of those. Oh, sleep great. <laughs> you liar. Well, anybody that has children knows how it feels to have your, your, your circadian clock all thrown off. Yeah. Definitely affected. <laughs> I remember the first probably year of uh, my son's life. It was uh, quite difficult to have a normal sleep pattern. But more specifically, it was more of an issue of me not getting enough sleep. I mean, now I could get a sufficient amount of sleep if I can. It's a matter of getting them out of the bedroom now. Oh, because they're uh, all trying to sleep in the bed. Yeah, 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 yeah. That makes sense. So that sucks. Yeah. So how are you going to make more kids if the kids are already there? I am content. (laughs) (laughs) You don't want a little more? Try for a boy? Not necessary. (laughs) It happens, it happens. It'll be an accident, right? In other words. So. Just like how Ryan was. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't think you were planned. I think that's what our parents have told yeah. us. At least was that's not planned, I don't think. So Yeah. <laughs> I think you were supposed to be a Laura too, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of things changed. Supposed to be born a woman and a man. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay, so let's get back on track. So basically we're talking about biological clocks and <laughs> Ryan's is ticking. No, but to get back to the light subject, because we're way, way off, way, way off topic. Um, when you get light, has a tremendous effect on everything. Mm-hmm. And what we notice is that, being that we are pretty much exposed to light as often as we want, uh, some people, arguably many people, have an issue with uh, sleep. And this is speaking of more than just direct sunlight. Yeah, so the funny thing is, is this. Most people don't get enough sunlight Mm -hmm. within their 24-hour period. And they're actually getting a lot of light at the wrong time of the day, not derived of the sun, but specifically indoors, you know, via whatever lights are inside. Yeah. So when you have light at the wrong time of the day, um, it will will affect how your hormone secretion is uh, set up to allow you to go to sleep. 
So what, what, what they have found out in some of the research is that getting excessive light too late in the day will mm -hmm. suppress something called melatonin. And we all know what melatonin is, right? Everyone has probably been to Costco and eaten too many melatonin gummies oh, and yeah. went on a bad trip. <laughs> <laughs> and the funny thing is the amount of melatonin that are, is usually inside of a supplement is so high in reference to what you actually need hormonally. Um, you know, I've seen some melatonin uh, dosages upwards of 9 to 12 milligrams. Oh, yeah. And people are cranking like two, three. Yeah, they're, they're just mashing on them. Yeah. And they're wondering, Like, I don't feel nothing. <laughs> yeah, until they do. Yeah. And then there's just... The negative like, effects. Then they feel like garbage. Uh, we know a couple of people that have had too many and then they felt like crap for like more than one yeah, day. Yeah, a few days. Yeah. yeah. And and the reason is, is because that melatonin takes a long time to metabolize. Mm -hmm. And... If you have an excess and you're you're constantly still metabolizing it, the brain still has to get rid of it. Yeah. And nonetheless, you're still going to have the the effects of the melatonin in your body, and that also disrupts your your actual um, sleep cycle anyway. Like the quality of your sleep. Well, not just that, but it. it so if you constantly put a hormone in your body mm -hmm. that's supposed to be manufactured, you may actually suppress it to a degree. Gotcha. So that's not a good thing. So to tell the manufacturers to stop producing. <laughs> <laughs> not necessarily, <laughs> not necessarily. But I, I think under certain circumstances, like in how we we recommend it, mm -hmm. uh, there there are some benefits of using something like melatonin. But the time and a place, the right situation, in the right amount. Too. Yeah. So light, though, the thing about light, and, and just like I was showing you earlier with with the that app, right? Mm -hmm. So the amount of what's called lux, um, and lux is essentially. Let me bring it up. Because I, I kind of get this down sometimes. <laughs> Pull it up, Ryan. I just sent it. You said <laughs> thanks. I mean, essentially, uh, lux is the 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 amount of of intensity of light exposed to you. And so, what that means is, so like when we're in sunlight, the amount of lux is really high. We're talking about like thousands and thousands. Just like I showed you earlier, Ryan. Outside. When you go outside, yeah. even though it's cloudy today, the amount of lux it's measuring is like 500% more than mm -hmm. indoors under extremely bright uh, fluorescent light. And that's what yeah. we're exposed to right now. Um, and we got some extra lights right now to make us look more cute. <laughs> or, or sure, or, sure more, or more flowers. Or, exactly. That's <laughs> what we so, uh, you know, so, the, so that therein lies like an interesting thing. And so if you're getting insufficient amount of, of exposure of light in the beginning of your day, it can see, it, it can, it messed it could mess up the actual timing of what your body thinks it is, like yeah. what time it actually is. So it's best to have a routine. Yes. To get up and do something morning routine, bedtime routine, not just stay in all day. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and, and like, um, one, one of the one of the things that happens twice a year is that we have a time change. Mm -hmm. We have one coming up at the end of the week, you know, where we roll the clocks back, right? We fall back. Yeah, that's what it's called, fall back. And then there's when it's spring, you spring forward. Yeah. So the 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 most ridiculous part about that is that now because you know. Simply pushing the clocks back, the timing of when you were used to getting sunlight exposure has Damn. changed. Uh, and then it'll change the amount of sun exposure or light exposure that you generally get later in the day. Mm -hmm. So even though most people think they're going to gain an hour of sleep, a lot of times they're not going to. No. 
a lot of times they're just going to screw up their whole sleep cycle again. <laughs> <laughs> and it's going to take another, oh yeah, God, usually, until spring to, to get back on track. And then they screw it all up again. If I recall, a lot of those times, the, the, the time changes, you know, I'd be up and I think at 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd see 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. And then hour goes by and it's 2 a.m. still. <laughs> like you know the like it's about to change but yeah and it just doop. yeah so it's good so yeah you just stay I'm like oh okay well i guess we could just keep just, drinking more yeah. no <laughs> that was back then those days are long gone. i can't make it too much past uh if i'm, if I'm up at 2 a.m i'm just going pee probably yeah there's no way i'm gonna stay up that late that's pretty late circumstances under circum august probably well, it's our birthday yeah. month, by the way. So take notes, guys. Send us birthday presents in August. 3200 East 8 Mile Road. <laughs> Sweet C4. <laughs> I think it's just four, but oh, is you it? just like the C for the four. <laughs> oh, I thought there was C4. No. Well, C4 sounds cooler. Sweet four. Maybe uh, I've been adding some extra letters to our address, guys. <laughs> Maybe that's why I haven't received certain packages. Um, no, that's, that's not true. So... Overall, you know, getting light exposure at the right time. And the funny thing is, is that the primary thing of light exposure is is being uh, sent through your eye. And it's actually, let me look it up. There is a specific thing called the suprachiasmic nucleus. And that correlates to the hypothalamus, which regulates, you know, when and how your body manufactures hormones, essentially. But basically, there are... You know, when when the, your your eyeballs get that light signaling will determine a lot of what's going on. Yeah. So think about this, right? So if you are waking up in the middle of the night mm-hmm. and you go pee and then you turn on all the lights. Yeah. So that Triggering light. Like- so it could signal to your body that you that that it's like, hey, it's go time. You know, like, hey, you better start getting up and getting going. Yeah. And then that can cause an increase in, in uh, let's say, cortisol. Because cortisol... So basically go to the restroom in the dark, use a flashlight. Very low low light. Yeah, low night light. Yeah. Well, even some night lights may be too bright, mm-hmm. arguably. But, you know, it, it, it's just pointing the, the light away from your eyeballs is probably... I think mine is too bright. Probably. It's pretty bright. Like, what, your night light? Yeah. In the room. <laughs> well, the kids are in the room. It's mostly for me though. <laughs> <laughs> but it is actually bright though. Like it's I I could see the light when my eyes are closed still. Yeah. yeah. Damn, how how big is this nightlight? Is it just the light that's the on? one that plugs in? Yeah? Oh. No. I'll bring know. it. It's probably an LED. Those get pretty bright. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so you know, there there's a number of things that that are influenced simply by the intensity of the light, the timing of the light. Mm-hmm. So ideally, always making sure that you're getting as much bright light or exposure in the beginning of the day, specifically when you wake up, is is what's going to set you up on a normal normal rhythm. Yeah. So I'm just going to get my wife's uh, makeup light. So when I, I wake you. up, I'm just... <laughs> You know, they make certain <laughs> lights for people who live way up north, mm-hmm. like uh, like in the Scandinavian countries um, or places where they're... I thought like, you were going to say Sacramento. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, like Norway. You know, they're close to the North Pole. So when their winter hits, um, 
you know, well, their winter is the same time as our winter because yeah. we're in the northern it's more hemisphere. More intense, though. Well, they have significantly less amount of light, so they actually uh, have have special lights that are very, very powerful to expose themselves to during the daytime to mm. allow them to have normal a normal uh, cycle. Because I mean, the funny thing is, if you really think about it, um, probably when people were prior to uh, technology being around, you know, they they weren't going to be they were going to be exposed to more sunlight naturally. Yeah. Um, I mean, sunlight by far is always the best, but overall, if you have to have, you know, something else, you know, that that's ideal. Yeah. Some type of artificial light source. Yes. And it has to be bright because the funny thing is, like I showed you earlier, like these lights inside here are bright. Did you test what this was? No, actually, let's test it right now. So I have a little app that can measure the amount of lux from the light. Let's see what this one says. See, it's not even that much. Oh, is it registering? In the 200s and even from 200s. I know. Well, see, that that's what I mean. Like, hmm. it it seems bright, but it's not nearly as bright as we think it is. Yeah. Hmm. But sometimes at the wrong time of the day, if you put this on you like at 9 p.m., yeah. you're going to have an issue. <laughs> but some people definitely are more sensitive than others. And so when, when things like circadian rhythm are off, um, you know, the funny thing is what they notice is an increase in in health issues specifically when we start going forward right when we lose an hour of sleep yeah um specifically heart attacks happen more prevalently around that time and they specifically occur in the morning Mm. so you like wake up here you go (laughs) that's a hell of a way to go right um interesting it's kind of scary well it it's it's the time there there's some correlation to timing and whatnot but it can dysregulate hormones overall mm. um, so it's but, like a progressively built up yeah okay yeah 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 so it's not like all of a sudden right <laughs> it's, not like, <laughs> <laughs> it's not like jet lag right but jet lag you can trick you can trick your body even off of less sleep so if you fly from here to the east coast yeah uh, we're losing three hours or so oh no mm. no no is it losing or gaining they're it three hours ahead. ahead yeah so technically because they're ahead we're going to lose three yeah. hours essentially because I remember a couple times time travel. Yeah, I remember a couple times I've flown, you know, out to like Florida or North Carolina and things like that. And the flight itself is like five hours. Yeah, but then you you add on three more hours. Technically, it'd be five here. It's like nine there. Yeah, there's right. a couple times you know yeah. taking like a red eye flight, leaving at midnight, getting there. It's supposed to be five a.m. and get there at like eight a.m. Yeah, but it helped me that it was morning right away because I got all that light exposure. Oh. And didn't really go to sleep much because yeah. so you're not feeling like you're oh. yeah exactly so what i did was i got made sure i got plenty of light and as much as possible and i and i worked out hmm. and then i did whatever i had to do but sometimes that's just not going to happen so does is this any correlation to when people are on their computers at nighttime and their phones at nighttime prior to bed this is a, obviously light that's yeah. affecting their yeah yeah brain the, uh the intensity of the light off of your your computer or your phone mm-hmm. especially since we keep we hold it's, our phones like this like you know well, I mean? we used to want everything big and now we want things small and compact <laughs> <laughs> i guess that's not what she said <laughs> i wasn't gonna go there uh speak for yourself right i'm saying like you know yeah. we used to get 70 yeah. inch tvs and now it's like well i just well, yeah I'm, I'm okay watching movies on my phone i can't do that i hate watching yeah. movies on my phone that's 
That's absurd. But but that's <laughs> yeah, it's stupid. Like what are you gonna do? Watch it like like you're in oh, VR. Just watch it like this. Yeah. So, anyways, but yeah, I mean, getting getting too much exposure of light, specifically even from your devices, can actually impact that and delay the the production of melatonin. And this is why people sometimes have a difficult time going to bed or they'll go to bed. Is there an estimated amount of hours they recommend not to have uh, yeah, well, devices or to start dimming the lights prior to the time you want to go to sleep? In theory, you're supposed to stop. Is You, you should stop exposing yourself to bright lights when the sun goes so down. So when the sun goes down, I'm closing the store. <laughs> <laughs> or I'm just turning out the lights. Yeah. Or just people have to come in with the lights off, right? <laughs> But, uh, <laughs> yeah, but but that's the thing. Like, some people, hmm. their work schedules don't permit them to no, allow them no. to have that. I think the worst is graveyard shift. Oh, God, yeah. There's there's Lights all night. Yeah. <laughs> and then light all day. Yeah. And the body has no clue oh. what's going on. But there there is indication when your circadian rhythm is off or when you're being exposed to light uh, or bright lights or not being exposed to them can, can heavily influence your eating habits. So the, the signaling of appetite can be enhanced tremendously simply by having it off. Oh, less lights. Uh, it depends, right? So it depends on if, if, your, if your rhythm is off in the sense that your body thinks, you know, whether it's behind on this 24-hour cycle or oh, it's ahead on this like 24-hour cycle. Like what time it decides, it thinks it's on for the time of the day. Yeah, and I think this is why a lot <laughs> of people have uh, feel the, the tendency and urge to eat a lot at night. Mm. Aside from the fact that they just... Well, because a lot of people are stuck inside all day by yeah. choice or by work um that yeah i think that's a huge factor yeah but you know part of it is is due to the fact that they're being exposed to bright lights too late in the evening mm-hmm. the signaling that their body's receiving is that it's still time to be awake yeah and you have oh you have excess excess more day to consume excess more day to consume food yeah exactly so and then therein lies like hey the body's asking for a ton of energy and it's wondering like, well, that explains my cravings, <laughs> but it, it, it can make it worse. In other words, is what I'm yeah. saying. Um, and then also digestion can be affected tremendously by that same thing. So when and how much, how effective your digestion. Well, I digest food. food better if I go into tanning bed after. No. <laughs> And the light exposure. <laughs> That's not what I'm getting at. Some heat. I'm talking about the timing <laughs> of everything. <laughs> so, you know, one of the one of the things that's actually really common is that many of us have this afternoon slump, right? Mm-hmm. And the funny thing is it's it's not necessarily uncommon. It's not even necessarily a bad thing. But as a majority, when there's this dip, it's typically some of it may be because of the fact that people are just over consuming food during during their uh, lunch hour yeah like it's way too much food or the quality of the food so terrible that they have an immediate you know uptake of glucose followed by you know like a crash almost what do you think when people say when they eat too much or whatnot they're like oh my blood it feels so thick what? Yeah, they say that like, oh, my blood is so thick. I'm so tired. Like, oh, I feel so sludge. I guess sluggish. I have heard that. I just don't pay attention to them because it doesn't sound. I was like, maybe you're dehydrated. Yeah. But, uh, I think it's just a feeling of grogginess of yeah. describing. But you know, I, I, I imagine it's like having high sugar levels and low sugar levels. So they feel kind of inflamed and just slow and sluggish and bloated. I mean, eat eat a couple pounds of pizza and tell me how you feel. You know, like without exercising either before. That sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> it does, though. It does. Oh, it's it Monday. Does. Oh, yeah. it's the beginning of the month. 
What does that mean? New me. <laughs> <laughs> new month, new me. <laughs> oh, God. The other thing that can be affected by light is your temperature. So your body's temperature will shift at different points of the day. Mm-hmm. So this is why some people, if they exercise too late in the evening, they can't go to bed because part of the, the sleep cycle is to decrease your uh, your core temperature by half a degree. Oh, or so, so you're cranking up your heart, cranking up your blood. Yeah, so the, temperature. the thermogenesis yeah. part of exercise and even the consumption of too much food mm-hmm. will keep your body temperature too high and it makes it more difficult to enter into your sleep cycle. Yeah. This is that, that stimulus overall, whether it's food consumption, physically, mm-hmm. mental drive and intensity. Yep. And, and that's the thing. And so the crazy part is, is, is I would argue as a majority of the population, most people are dealing with some issue with their circadian rhythm. Yes. Um, and this is where like, like when we start having these shifts in our, in our time, time changes and stuff like that, there are a ton of issues that end up coming up. Yeah. It's only one hour. Yeah. But it, think about it's an hour, but you compound that every day and yeah. it's not and like if you're not progressively, uh, you're not fixing it right away <laughs> is what my, my point is. Right. Like, if you're like me, like I use no, I've not had to use a, um, an alarm clock in over a decade. Mm. I know my body's going to always wake me up at around six, six thirty, always. And so what I start to do to make these little adjustments is just making sure I get enough light at the right time of the day and then completely shut them off. Yeah. And then, so as the week progresses, and, uh, and I'll, I'll start to try to go to bed slightly later as the week progresses since we're going to pull, we're going to push the clocks back. So kind of strategically getting your body ready. Yeah. And it yeah. takes a couple of weeks overall, but yeah. if I just change it a little bit each day, um, specifically also making sure I'm getting bright light exposure in the mm-hmm. morning. That's e- typically yeah, like what we do for the kids when uh, they're on summer break and then it's time to move back into going back to school. Mm-hmm. They're typically staying up later, going to sleep. Well, going to sleep later and then yeah. waking up later. So kind of have to like push it back. Yeah. Or else it's going to be bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but well, that, that's, the, that's the thing. It's like, I think most people um, that tell me that their kids are staying up too late is, is part of it is they're not mm-hmm. getting their children enough daylight. Yeah. Um, especially right in the morning, like literally, get them under as much sunlight as possible in the beginning of the day. And then they will be able to produce and manufacture the melatonin at the right time of the day to get them to go to bed at the right time of the day. In theory. So if it starts earlier, they'll be prepped for later. Exactly. Because if you start getting the most intense amount of light at the end of your day, that's it's signaling your body that it's the beginning of the day. Mm. It's like, what the fuck? (laughs) And then you're wondering why, why you're waking up in the middle of the night is because the body may be thinking that you just took a nap and did not actually enter a normal sleep cycle. Yeah. Right. So this is why it's common where, you know, when you wake up in the middle of the night, like I said, you could wake up at 2 AM and then you're like, man, what's going on? I've only been asleep for two hours. Well, the body thinks that, 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 that was just a regular nap. Yeah. Didn't know because your, your rhythm and your light exposure. So, you know, off that it thinks that it's just a regular nap gotcha so that's in, in a sense you know that that's that's what's going on the but so, yeah i was saying so getting earlier light exposure yes sleeping preferably in a darker room yes but okay. specifically as before 
as the sun is going down to start to decreasing your amount of exposure to bright light. So I'll walk around with the app and be like, oh, no, I can't, I can't, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> it's too bright. Well, you know, like in our case, like when we have to, you know, we work working late, we don't close till seven. Yeah. But, you know, the reality is you're probably not going to go to bed till like 10, 30, 11 anyways at best. Earliest, yeah, at right? best. Yeah. So <laughs> so let's assume it's just by the time that you get home, making sure all of your lights are off. Or, or it's minimal, minimal light. Minimal, yeah. Like literally like what I do in my house sometimes is just put on the lamps ah. or, or candles, yeah. right? It takes some time to adjust and it's kind of weird because everyone's like, oh, I can't see. I feel like I'm eating in the dark. But if you get used to it, yeah. it's not that big of an issue. Hmm. I'll have to give that a try today. But I, I personally think most people that think that they're they're night people are just, they just have <laughs> fucked up circadian rhythms. Honestly, no. <laughs> yeah. I, you know? yeah, no, they built a habit. Oh, yeah. A bad habit. <laughs> <laughs> well, they just don't think about yeah. it. The, well, the, the average person that says they're a night person always yeah. doesn't get up in the morning on time to see enough sunlight. Yeah. I mean, that in itself. And then they're always up doing things late in the day, mm. right? Like, there may be... Yeah, some, but if they would have got up earlier, done things earlier, then they can go to sleep earlier. Yeah. And there, there is some, um, some... I think it's a process to retrain your body like that. It is. It is. There, there is a, a part of circadian biology that's called the chrono, chronologi, chronology. So that's there. Uh, there are certain types of genes in portions of the population that people are prone to being like early birds, mm-hmm. and then some people are a little more late. But it's not as late as you think overall. You know, people that say that they're night owls or staying up till four a.m. That's not. Yeah, that's we're talking about someone that stays up till like midnight. That would actually, and then everybody else, the majority of the population, like 75%, all sits in the middle and and goes by the normal sun, yeah, uh, light exposure uh, rhythm. But I, but that's the thing, like it's such a rare gene, you know, and they think they theorize that it, it comes from. You know, growing up in in uh, caves and shit, like uh, you have to have somebody that's kind of awake at certain times and asleep at other times to mm. to protect the uh, to protect the group from like saber dinosaurs, and tigers and yeah. stuff. Like well, not dinosaurs, but they dinosaurs. exist. They did not exist during the time humans existed. They do exist. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's a whole other podcast, right? They're not. We're not going to do that. So. <laughs> Oh, God. But anyway, so, see, you totally messed me up. I don't even know what the hell I was talking about now. <laughs> You're talking about how the parakeet is what an ancestor from No, we're not T-Rex. talking about, no, we're not. No, no. Well, the funny thing is, with if we're going to talk about dinosaurs, the, the thing I think is crazy is that we don't even know if they, it's likely that they had a ton of feathers like a normal bird. So oh like yeah, I've heard about that. Yeah, because Rather than all this raw leather skin they show. Well, that what they're doing is they're just putting skin over a skeleton that with, without even putting, assuming. Yeah, you don't know if the if the uh, if the dinosaur was hella buff, if his face would look different, or if he was morbidly obese, it would look totally different. Like if if you just put skin over your bones, you would look scary as hell. Yeah. <laughs> like if you do that to a chicken, holy crap, that chicken would look terrifying. They don't have any photos. <laughs> let's let's look it up. Hold on, chicken with oh, like a featherless chicken? No, yeah, Fe- no feathers, no muscle. Let's see. No, nothing scary. But imagine all the meat 
right here yeah just being gone and it's just like around the hmm. bone because that's what they're showing. oh because we didn't know how much muscle yeah. or they don't fat know what color they were they don't know where the fat deposits were stored gotcha yeah i never thought about that it's just an assumption yeah. of putting a layer yeah exactly and then well they did make some they look made them look certain ways. Yeah, exactly. It's based on I don't know. But what, they could be. Yeah. They could have had feathers and shit, and they were just hmm. ginormous. You don't know. We'll, we'll have to look into this. I'll have to get a dinosaur. I'll just. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys want a dinosaurologist on here, which I know is not a real thing, <laughs> thanks to Ryan. But anyways, guys. So back to the light. Back to the light. At the end of the day, it comes down to making sure you have plenty of daylight, as much as daylight in the beginning of the day as you can, and brighter lights specifically throughout the day, um, followed by as little as little amount of light exposure at the end of your day mm -hmm. after the sun sets, and very limited in, in the screen. I'm going to give this an honest try just to see how my sleeping pattern this becomes. Was an, this was all a podcast of intervention for you, Ryan. Yeah, no, I think... You know, I'm, I'm on this device right before bedtime. Uh, lights are always on. Yeah. So there, yeah. there is a there is one thing, right? Um, some people may bring this up. Uh, there are blue light filters, right? They look glasses or things you can put on the Yeah. So there's a theory that, uh, and I'm starting to, I used to be more of a proponent of blocking the blue light towards the end of the day. Yeah. I'm not convinced anymore as much because... Blue light is one blue light and green light are not that different. Mm -hmm. So if it's filtering out only blue light, how do we know that the green light's still not affecting you? We Does it make a difference if I wear sunglasses? You're gonna you might as well just turn the shit down. Like <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's that would probably yeah. work better, right? Like <laughs> you have good questions. Put the ray bands on. But but that's the thing. So it's like it might it may be better to just completely turn down the the brightness and it doesn't really matter because like our eyes have evolved with with the full spectrum of lights yeah and in each spectrum you know overall with you know the red green blue and stuff like that mm -hmm. it, it's it's blue is not it's only you know filtering out just that one is not going to fix everything yeah it might even mess things up we don't even know but there there is some indication that there is some you know blue light can be problematic at the wrong times but i would say it's just easier just to have less intense light yeah and being measured by the intensity of the light or the lux um would actually be a better a better thing so bottom line bottom you're line. gonna save electricity because we want you to turn the lights out more <laughs> and um get better sleep the win-win well, better sleep equals you're gonna feel better you're gonna move better you're gonna live longer i can't guarantee you're gonna look better that's true if you're ugly you're ugly <laughs> you know you just gotta work out more <laughs> you remember that ad that the gym this gym put out and says um you know plastic surgery is expensive go to the gym no i haven't seen that oh or there's another one that says uh, it's you can't fix ugly so you should just build muscle <laughs> i've heard that one yeah <laughs> yeah you know it's just it's true though <laughs> And you know, there's some some one and for everyone. No, there's not. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, guys, I think that is pretty much all we have for you today. Um, yeah, yeah, wraps think, it up. Yeah, that's all there is to it. Uh, anything else you'd like to add, Ryan? No. Do you have any confessions? 
Not today? Not today. All right. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to the Lazaro Lab. Please like and subscribe. All right, guys.